live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. right here on rumble.com slash LFA TV. Thank you for being here. This is Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire, and I am with my boy, Producer Eli. Producer Eli, what's up, man? Ow! What's going on, LFA family? Does that intro beef you up? Let me know in the comments. Beefs me up and makes me ready for the show. Two hours, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Find out who you are. Put your name in the chat. Let us know where you're from. We'll give you a shout out. We've got Dixie Lee. Texas is in the house. Texas might even save the country. Sarah is in the building. Amanda Collins is here. Good morning and thank you. Judy G from Illinois is here. Good morning from Kansas City. Osborne H is here. Kittenhead is in the building. How are you? Fireman is here. Somebody call a fireman? Arthur Nettler already with a donation. How you doing, Arthur? Scotty is in the building. Logan from Arrow, Oregon is here. Orlando, Florida in the house. Florida girl, how you doing? South Carolina is in the house. Missouri is in the house. Dana from New Hampshire is in the house today. Tina is here. How you doing, Tina? Good to see you. Garrett is here. Thanks. Thank you. Benny Clow is here this morning. Judy from Florida is watching. Shelby from PA. Stacy from Iowa. And let's give one more here. How about Sherry from the great state of Texas, where I guess they're showing us how it is done. Thank you very much. Lisa from Pennsylvania. God bless you. Darlene, hello. Good to see you. Thank you very much. Nebraska Angel Sykes is here. Kathy from Middleburg, Florida is here. Zachary is in the building. We got a lot of people here. Of course, it is Monday. So we're going to ask you right away. We're going to say rumble early, share often. That means smash that thumbs up button. Okay, you can you can press thumbs down as well if you'd like. Either way, it works for us. Please click that thumbs up button or thumb downs button and share this link to your social media platforms before you watch us on the big screen at home, that means log in from your phone and share us to Facebook, uh, True Social, Twitter, Gab, everywhere that you have. Telegram, get the word out there. Life from America is on. Two hours with you MAGA Republicans. I know that there's, I, I shouldn't say all, I, I think there are some people here, Eli, 
that might be not MAGA Republicans. But I have to tell you this. It's going to take a MAGA Republican to save this country. It's going to take a MAGA Republican to save this world. It's going to take a MAGA Republican, the ones that they call radicalized, to be radicalized enough to go against a tyranny, to go against the tyrannical leaders that have taken over this country by force, that have stole elections. As a matter of fact, our founding forefathers, the people that started this great country, this great experiment known as the United States of America, the one, the true, the only, the first, and the hopefully not the last constitutional republic on this planet, they were radical. They were radical Republicans. They said we're tired of a tyrannical leader. And guess what happened next? America was born. And Eli, I think it is time for a rebirth of America. Don't you? I know you do because we made a song like that. Ladies and gentlemen, are you a MAGA Republican or are you just on the sidelines? Let's find out. And there's something dangerous happening in America. (laughs) There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. The MAGA movement. There's no question that the day's Republican Party is driven and intimidated by MAGA Republican extremists. Democrats and Republicans may not agree on much, but sadly, both sides say our country is headed in the wrong direction. Their extreme agenda carried out fundamentally all of the institutions of American democracy as we know it. 85% of Americans, 85% say they are dissatisfied with how things are going, regardless of political party. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. As soon as I lift my hand from the Bible as your 47th president, I will seal the border, shut down the invasion of millions and millions of people coming into our country, and we will start an energy revolution. My message is that things have to change, and they have to change right now. I have joined the political arena so that the powerful can no longer beat up on people who cannot defend themselves. When I take the oath of office next year, I will restore law and order to our country. In this race for the White House, I am the law and order candidate. My fellow Americans, our movement is far from over. In fact, our fight has only just begun. We will make America great again. Thank you. Thank you very much. There is only one candidate in this race that will save this country and put America first. Vote Donald Trump to make America great again. Ladies and gentlemen, if that sounds like you, I want to give a big shout out to Chief Trumpster for that on Twitter. If that sounds like you, put I am MAGA in the live stream chat right now. Put I am MAGA. Eli, I better see you typing over there. I am MAGA. Because during that show or during that uh, little piece right there, I looked over and I saw producer Eli doing this. 
He was over there doing this. It was like he was. It was like he was like as this Native American warrior challenging the spirit of Tatunka. You know that that's what it looked like. Eli, what got you so jazzed up about that video there? Oh, definitely not the beginning. I'll tell you that much. But as soon as Trump came on, the music they choose that it, it, it's like a movie. But we all know it's real life and it's coming. We're coming. I am MAGA. That's a new shirt, Eli. We got to write that down. Write it down. I am MAGA. And on the back, so deal with it. Right? Woo! That'll be the hottest seller, Eli. That'll be the hottest seller. Uh, a silhouette of Donald Trump's face. His mugshot. I am MAGA. Are you? Oh, let's go. Look, ladies and gentlemen, you might say, well, this sounds like a right-wing Trump Ah. Uh, Network, no, 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 we're a truth network. And just so happens to be the man of the hour right now is Donald J. Trump. The man of the hour is Donald J. Trump. What can I say about that? I'm sure there'll be another truth candidate that comes along sooner or later. But right now, the man of the hour, Eli, is Donald J. Trump. I am MAGA. Are you? I'd like to thank the following monthly donors if I could. So deal with it. Yeah, I like that, right? I like that. 4,300 people in here. I'd like to thank the following monthly donors that make this show and this network go round and round, day in and day out, to give you that truth. Amy Carr, Diana or Diane Kiko, Cindy Gregg, Harold Traeger, Trinity Band Stretter, uh, Stetter, Brand Stetter, excuse me, Tina Reha, thank you very much, Serene Isabello, Arsene Seller, Diane Wackerly, Jane Yeager, Kristen Donovan, Rebecca Johnson, Cam Butler, Amy Ann Wagner, Ruby Hines, Marlene O'Leary, Sean Wimberly, Kirsten Jackson, Nicole Ricci, Lizzie Morgan, Susan Delp, Jennifer Love, Brenda Bounds, Christy Sarakowski, Mary Owen, Deborah Sauron, Lisa McGuire, Roberta Day, it's because of people like you and all you rumble ranters out there as well. And the people that buy our stuff from our store, that is our income. That is what makes us pay the bills. It's not some big corporate company that's just shoveling money in and we do what we want with it. We bring the truth with it. And we thank you all very much. So very much. And now before we get to the Lord, folks, I would like to talk about people that are of the Lord. And that's our friend Denise and Corey over at OFP Farms. Dot com And folks getting so close to, to um, Valentine's Day, every holiday, you're definitely one of the places that you're going to want to look first for your loved one or for people in your family is always going to be OFP Farms. OK, always. They're so great. They're so wonderful. And they feel the same way we do about this country. And nine point nine times out of ten, they're in this live chat all day, every day while working their butts off to package things for you and to ship things out to their customers. OFP Farms is a small farm with massive love, and nothing is better than that perfect packaging of coming from that goat herd family than your Margaret the Goat Valentine Day gift set. And you can pre-order yours today. From what I understand, my wife went to order some deodorant, and you guys bought all their deodorant. So I guess we can't buy deodorant right now. But you can buy pretty much everything else at OFPFarms.com, and you can use the promo code LFA15. At the time of checkout, that is LFA15 at the moment of checkout and get 15% off. You can also get 10% off of your wellness company order, folks. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know that the wellness company has been doing a lot 
for this country. The wellness company has been putting in overtime since COVID came. And I'm going to tell you what right now, folks, whether it's your contagion emergency kit or whether it is your medical emergency kit, do not wait on the emergency to come to you. Be ready when that emergency comes, and it will, and it will attack, and it will probably be somebody in your federal government that's in charge of it, but you're not going to scramble. You're not going to wander around wondering what to do. You're going to have everything you need right in your own home, from your four Patriots solar power generator to your twc.health LFA medical emergency kit and contagion emergency kits. Nobody is going to take your joy and your safety from your home. So go to twc.health slash LFA today and make sure that you have all of your pharmaceuticals, all of your prescriptions, and all of your medical emergencies right there in your home, right handy, so that you can make sure that you and your family are safe. All right, Eli, it's time for the Lord. And folks, I, if, you've got, um, if you've got your Bibles with you, I'll ask you to open up to Jeremiah and open up to Jeremiah 29.11, which is a very famous verse, but we talked a lot about it this morning. Jeremiah 20, 29, 11 basically says, you're not in control. You can follow the one who is, or you can try to do it on your own. But there's going to be two consequences for each. I'll go with the one that's in control. For I know what plans that I have in mind for you. Plans for well-being, not for bad things. So that you can have hope in a future. When you call to me and pray to me, I will listen to you. Now, this morning we talked about going outside of our comfort zone. And if you are always getting poked and prodded and something is telling you you have to do something, but it means to step outside of your comfort zone, to admit something, to break down a barrier that's been there for a long time, to make a life-changing decision, and you're saying, you know what, I'm going to justify a million reasons in my head not to jump out of my comfort zone because it makes me uncomfortable. Well, guess what? God doesn't reach out to you and poke you and prod you in order to step into a comfort zone. He, he, he pokes and prods you to step out of a comfort zone and into your calling. So let's pray on that today as we go to the Lord's Prayer. Let's think about stepping out of your comfort zone because God is the one calling you to step out of that comfort zone. Don't get too comfortable because you're needed. You have a purpose. You have a calling. Answer it, all right? In the name of Jesus, we bow our heads. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow, Eli, 5,000 people now in here by the time we do the gospel. 5,000 people reaching out to the Lord. Five What's that, Eli? And 1,000 likes. 5,000 people reaching out to hear the Lord, to step outside of their comfort zone, and 1,000 likes. I'm ready. You're ready. It's time to shake it up, Eli. Shake it up. Woo! Woo! Shake it up. That's that field of greens. Let's enjoy some Field of Greens together right now. That daily dose of fruits and vegetables. Okay, top story of the day. You guys saw the, the thumbnail. Now, the thumbnail did not, make it, did not bring us any pleasure to make. As a matter of fact, producer Eli was very afraid 
to make t- uh, today's thumbnail because of the the way of the world, because the way people look at things. However, we're not suggesting when we look at that thumbnail. We are informing when we look at that thumbnail. So if you've not had a chance to see that thumbnail, I hi- highly suggest that you look at it so that you can fully understand why today's first and foremost section is so important. Now, if you guys know Dan Bongino, he is one of the fighters, one of the warriors in this movement. Now, Dan Bongino worked for the Secret Service. He actually worked protecting somebody that he doesn't very like very much, Barack Hussein Obama, but he did his job. And ladies and gentlemen, what he says about this story, about this topic is very scary. They're going to get this guy hurt. Top story of the day. Secret Service agents ordered not to wear red ties because President Trump wears red ties. Now, Eli, if you see a story headline that says that the Secret Service has been ordered not to wear red ties because President Trump wears red ties, what does that tell you? What is the first thought that comes to your mind when you hear that? Well, me, personally, is childish. I thought the grown-ups were back in the White House. What is it, just because he wears them? I, I don't know. Why? You're not getting it, are you? You're not understanding, are you? The Secret Service protects Donald J. Trump. The Secret Service surrounds Donald J. Trump. Now, let me ask you again, now that you have that little bit of information, what do you think about the Secret Service ordering the people that are protecting Donald Trump not to wear red ties because he wear red ties? Now, what do you think? So the sniper doesn't get the wrong person. So he stands out. That's what I think. But let's get into the story. Thank you, Kristen Taylor. Thank you, Dan Bongino. Former Secret Service agent Dan Bongino revealed on his podcast Friday that the Secret Service has ordered agents to stop wearing red ties. The order came down last week after an agent guarding Trump was photographed sporting a similarly colored red tie as Trump as he took the stage at a campaign rally in New Hampshire. Bongino warned, they're going to get this guy hurt. Bongino said in an email edict, went out after the photo of the agent wearing the red tie while guarding Trump was published in The Guardian, Bongino said the agents are, quote, pissed about the tie order. Bongino said Trump needs to clean out Secret Service management when he returns to the White House next year, citing the agency's tanking of the White House cocaine investigation last year. Bongino said Trump's threat level is through the roof right now, and he urged Trump to make some calls, saying, quote, if this is what they're worried about, you're going to get hurt. Now, I have this uh, clip from Mr. Bongino from Friday. Let's go ahead and play this right now. Here we go. It's Friday, amigo, so let's go. I'm in a good mood today. It's Friday. And you said it too. You're like, man, I love my job, but it's good it's Friday. We're just regular old American working folks like you guys. It's Friday. Big Joe gets a weekend off. Tony doesn't have to commute 75 hours. He's like he can play Flesh and Blood or Dungeons and Dragons. Everybody's happy it's Friday. So listen. Um, some folks, you know, reached out to me. And, of course, it's never who you think they are. Because I know people have certain ideas. And they were like, dude, you're never going to believe this. So remember the Cocaine Gate story? You know, Cocaine Gate, he hated that story. Yeah. But the story was fascinating because it was, like, really weird. 
They found cocaine in a cubby at the White House. There's a guy in the White House on video on a laptop with a history of using a cocaine product. If that picture is authentic, there's no reason to believe otherwise. Um, the- Can we get to the part of the video where he's discussing the the ties and stuff? Let's see if we got that. The edict went out in the Secret Service about Here what color tie you could wear. Wait, what? What the f- Now... I worked there for 12 years. I don't recall ever getting a memo about tie colors, ever. But the story gets even weirder. Why the hell would Secret Service management be preoccupied with people's tie colors? Maybe because some of the people running the agency have gone crazy and have turned into Biden. Butt kissers is the word he's looking for. Or another word. But there is no rhyme or reason behind this. There's no explanation given. Why wouldn't you want Secret Service being confused with Donald Trump? Isn't that exactly what you would want? Wouldn't you want some kind of a decoy? Now, I know Donald Trump has his own personal security as well that work hand-in-hand with the Secret Service. The Secret Service is a... An agency, supposedly an independent agency of the federal government, but it's still the federal government. So this is a very, very scary time when the Secret Service is ordered not to wear a red tie because they might suspiciously look like Trump. Exactly what you would want. It's a very, very scary story. I know Donald J. Trump has got all of the provisions in place to keep him safe but let's just pray for his family and pray to God that this never becomes a thing because you know and I know as they get closer to not having anything uh, any answer left as they get closer to to the inevitability of Donald Trump going back to the White House you like that Eli inevitability that's a six syllable word (laughs) that's your boy over here Six syllabling at it and stuff. Eli thinks I don't know words. I know words. The inevitability of Donald J. Trump going back to the White House, that's what they're afraid of. And folks, you know, you've heard them say out of their own mouth, we must do anything and use all resources that we have to make sure that Donald Trump does not go back to the White House. So I guess we'll see what happens. It's a story. It's a story that I've, all weekend, it's been bothering me, and I wanted to talk to you guys about it. Let's see what you think in the live chat. Can we go ahead and uh, bring this live chat up? Let me read what we got here. Though I agree, you, theory is possible, but it also just might be that this is so petty administration doesn't want to look like the government supports Trump. Might be, exactly. Still not safe. Regardless of the reason why, it's still completely unsafe. You would think you'd want the other, you know, the, the, the opposite of that. Trump doesn't always red, wear red ties. No, you're right. He does not. He does not. Trump is always steps ahead of them. I believe you're right about that as well. Red tie is a bullseye. Seven syllables. Oh, yeah. Inevitability. Yeah, that is seven syllables, isn't it? See, I, didn't, I can't count, but I can say words. Um, the feds suck. Yes, they do. 
And one more here. You can't beat God and you can't beat Trump. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Eli, what's up? I hope he does. I hope he and he tells all of his other Secret Service around him to start wearing the craziest, like, 80s ties, like, keyboard ties and bright fluorescent colors just to screw with them. Or let's have him wear no tie at all, right? Just unbutton that shirt a little bit, look like a boss like he does when he pulls off his tie, just wears MAGA hat and his, and his, and his, and his, uh, his, uh, his overcoat. You know what I mean? I think that's when he looks the best anyway. But either way, it's, it's concerning. I, I'm not saying that you have to live in fear. What I am saying, it's concerning, and we're going to keep an eye on it. Now, moving on, okay? <laughs> this E. Jean Carroll. E. Jean is not my lover. Okay. Have you guys heard the name in the last few weeks, Judge Lewis Kaplan? Do you know anything about Judge Lewis Kaplan? other than the fact that he was appointed by President Bill Clinton and is the judge in the E. Jean Carroll case? Let's dig into this a little bit, shall we? Judge Lewis A. Kaplan, a Bill Clinton appointee who's presiding over the defamation case involving Donald Trump and E. Jean Carroll, who just ordered Donald Trump to pay a whopping 83.3% million dollars to E. Jean Carroll over defamatory remarks he made about her while he was president in response to her crazy rape accusation. It should be noted, folks, by the way, that the president of the United States has a degree of immunity while in office, but the damages awarded include $18.3 million in compensatory damages and $65 million in punitive damages. This to, oh, to a woman who lives in the woods, has a cat named Vagina, and does rain dances to the gods of abortion, Eli, this decision follows Judge Kaplan's ruling that Trump defamed Carol by denying her rape accusation. So even just by denying it, and a court of law dismissing it as nothing happened here, the fact that you denied it is enough to cause... PTSD in a woman, Eli, because, you know, the Me Too movement, right? Right? So denying her rape accusations and suggesting that her book, where she made these allegations, belonged in the fiction section. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Judge Kaplan has allowed E. Jean Carroll to sue President Trump for an alleged rape. By the way, she's alleged many people have raped her, by the way. Nobody would rape this person on earth here's what you need to know about E. Jean Carroll a little bit about E. Jean Carroll and a little bit about Judge Kaplan so just a little bit so you know here by the way Donald Trump has already appealed this 83 million dollars so you don't have to worry about that at all she couldn't recall the date month or season in, in, in which this happened Eli date month season or year I don't recall he just raped me now Eli if you rape me Eli, look at me. Look me in my eye. If you rape me, whether I'm a guy or a girl, if you invade the orifices of my body in any way, shape, or form and rape me, guess what I'm not going to forget? The day, the moment, the hour, the minute, the second that it happened? Yeah, I'm probably going to be doing this to make sure I know the date while I'm being raped, right? Okay. She never told anybody about it despite being publicly accessed 
obsessed with her own sexuality. The dress she claims to have been wearing didn't exist at the time, Eli. Wasn't even, there was no style like that dress that was around on earth at that time. Hold on. By the way, this is all stuff Donald Trump was not allowed to say in court. Just so you know. Her description of the dressing room at Bergdorf Goodman was inaccurate, making her sequence of events impossible. Her lawsuit was bankrolled by Jeffrey Epstein's pal and Democrat and Nikki Haley mega donor Reed Hoffman. We're going to come back to that one. Democrats created the law in 2022 that enabled E. Jean Carroll, who's not his lover, to proceed. So, Eli, she couldn't have even attempted to, to go forward with that lawsuit if they didn't work together in 2022 after Trump left the White House in order to make the law possible for her to, to, be, to go after him for this. Okay, hold on. Her accusation is the exact plot line of an episode of Law & Order, which is, by the way, her self-proclaimed favorite show. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Right? Trump's Apprentice was also one of her favorite shows. Right? You're fired. Okay. I want him to fire me, Eli. I want him to fire me. Right? Look at this. Am I fired? Right, Eli? Hold on. She has a history of falsely accusing ma- uh, men of rape, including Les Moon- Moonves, I think is how you pronounce his last name. And she told Anderson Pooper, who we're going to show in a minute, most people think of rape as being sexy, like fantasies. Only if you're Bernie Sanders living off people's couches in Burlington, Vermont in 1984. And last but not least, Eli, ready for this? We might, probably should make this a short clip. She made a career of promoting promiscuity, even writing glowingly of sexual assault and named her cat Vagina. Now let's get to Judge Lewis Kaplan. He's known for his involvement in high-profile cases, including the lawsuit against Prince Andrew, who, by the way, was in Jeffrey Epstein's book. They're all connected to Jeffrey Epstein. You notice this, Eli? He signed court papers formally dismissing the sexual abuse lawsuit against Prince Andrew, right? All women are supposed to be believed, right? This is where the conflict of interest is, right? after lawyers of both sides asked for the dismissal and U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan signed court papers dismissing the August lawsuit after lawyers on both sides asked him to do so earlier in the day. That was with that, you know, Prince Andrew thing. So, you know, they didn't believe that woman, right? So all these people, including Reed Hoffman, who's a mega donor to Nikki Haley, they're probably all raping each other, writing fantasies about it and loving it. So this is a targeted attack against Donald Trump and his wealth and his business to keep him off the campaign trail and bleeding him dry of money. Now, E. Jean Jean Carroll, Eli, is so bad and her things that she's accusing Trump of is so out of this world that even Anderson Pooper of CNN says... Yeah, we just, he couldn't get to a commercial break fast enough when he had her on his show. He, could, he was like, oh, God, we got to get, guys, commercial, something, anything. She's clearly not his lover. Roll this. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it not hurt. sexual. It just, what, it just, you know. <laughs> well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent 
assault. It is not. I a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the ah! fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> you don't feel like a victim. Eli, she reminds me of Nancy Pelosi. You're, you're fascinating to talk to. Isn't that like Nancy Pelosi in a different wig or something? I was like, this isn't E. Jean Carroll. This is Nancy. His face is plastered and fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Anderson Pooper goes, all right, okay, you don't think his rape is sex? Uh, uh, let's go to a commercial break. She says, I think they think it's sexy. I mean, if that isn't Nancy Carroll, and, or Na- Nancy Carroll, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, E. Jean Pelosi. Eli, that's E. Jean Pelosi. I don't understand who would ever have, I'm sorry to say, but who would ever have any interest in that? You remember that scene from uh, the, the zombie movie with Brad Pitt? where they're in Israel and all, they're all running around and there's that one kid and he realizes it later, it's because he's sick, but the people are flowing around them. If you put her down at the border, that's what the rapists coming into this country do, run around her like water around her. And she stands there and goes, hey guys, why aren't you raping me? Why aren't you raping me? It's sexy. Anderson Pooper there going, uh, we need to get to commercial uh, quickly. Oh, but that's not it, Eli. She's also going to do everything in her power Ready? To get Joe Biden elected. Elected? No, not erected. Elected. Eli, not erected. (laughs) Elected. Sicko. You've actually faced the man. He's just a man with no clothes on. Yeah. It's the people around him that are giving him the power. What do you mean by that? Well, uh, Hans Christian Andersen's great fairy tale, The Emperor Has No Clothes, that is written about Donald Trump. It's just, we're the ones who clothe him in all this power. Eli, he has Nancy none Pelosi. himself. It's his followers. It's his hangers-on. In the court, they were strutting back and forth and handing him messages. It was, right, Robbie? Ms. Yeah. Ms. Curry, you say nothing. You say the emperor has no clothes. The emperor is trying to run for president yes. again. And, and right and, now is leading. And right now, the polls suggest uh, it's a <laughs> coin flip. It's very close. Um, have you heard from Joe Biden's campaign arm about potentially campaigning against the former president, Donald Trump? No. Are you interested in doing so? Do anything I can. Voters are with him. That's the problem. That's what this... Ladies and gentlemen, that's Nancy. That sounds just like Nancy Pelosi. Eli, I think E. Jean Carroll was like one of the early first days of cloning, right? They just messed up. They're like, oh, well, let's make a clone of Nancy because even if it's you know, drools and stutters, it'll still be good because it's Nancy Pelosi, right? So they make the first clone of Nancy. This is back in the day, right? And that's E. Jean Carroll. Your mission is to go take down Donald Trump. I can do it, boss. I can do it. And then that's, dude, they look exactly alike, sound exactly alike. Either something like that, or I think there is no E. Jean Carroll. And maybe if you rearrange the letters of her name, it's an acronym for something else. Yeah, I think that's Pelosi, folks. I think that's Pelosi. Anyway, the world can see that this is a strategic, organi- you know, organized effort to bleed Donald Trump dry and, and keep him in the news so people could say that he raped somebody. But I got to say, E. Jean Pelosi, that's, what we're, that's her new nickname, Eli. And we need to get that to Trump so that he can kill two birds, with, kill two vultures with one stone. Right? 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 <laughs> Anyway, moving on.
We got to get out of the great state of Texas, folks, because there's so much going on in the great state of Texas right now that we have got to talk about it. All right. Texas is doubling down. And Ken Paxton, attorney general of the Lone Star State, has rejected, vehemently rejected, Joe Biden's unfounded requests and issues counter demands to Joe Biden. So, Eli, you were asking me, didn't Joe Biden give an ultimatum? What happened with that ultimatum? Well, here's what happened with that ultimatum. Texas said, take two of these, call me in the morning, right? And Ken Paxton is now saying this. Today, I denied the Biden administration's unfounded requests and issued counter demands. By February 15th, Department of Homeland Security must supply the official plat maps and deeds demonstrating the precise parcels to which they claim ownership and an explanation of how Texas is preventing access to those areas. And the full statement by Abbott just says, we are ready for any and all conflict. Any and all conflict with the Biden administration. Eli, that means all resources, all of these 25 states, National Guard members that have been shipped down there and that are being sent down there now. Biden says we, them, and the Texas public safety are ready for any and all conflict with the Biden administration. That means any and all conflict, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce the federal laws that are put on the books by Congress, protecting states, including immigration laws, that are on the books right now. Biden has not only, is not only guilty of dereliction of duty, but he's guilty of actually formulating the plan, funding the plan, and using third-party NGOs to achieve that plan, to succeed in the invasion of the border. So it's not just dereliction of duty it's treason and ken paxton and greg abbott are both calling it as such now let me go to this video real quick because i don't know if you guys know what's heading to florida i mean to texas right now well it's a whole hell of a lot roll it trucker convoy you brought this up just a moment ago so this is called take our border back it kicks off Monday, so you've got multiple starts. You've got trucks leaving from Virginia Beach that are going to go through Texas, Arizona, California. On the website, it describes the event as, event as a peaceful assembly, encouraging all freedom-loving and law-abiding Americans to attend. I saw that you posted on X to raise awareness about that. You obviously just mentioned it a moment ago. I understand that you're going to be speaking once they get to Eagle Pass. Uh, I also see that, you know, that it's going to go through Yuma. It's going to go to San Ysidro, California as well. Uh, 700,000 vehicles. That's the prediction here. How do you keep that, well, peaceful and on track? That's a lot of trucks. Well, the people that have organized this are the same people that went to California to D.C. with the truckers. Uh, I understand we're going to be joined by Canadian truckers. So these people uh, are committed to a peaceful demonstration that we've had enough. The American people have had enough. We're demanding that the Biden administration do its job, enforce the laws on the books, uh, and secure our border. Eight million people during the Biden administration, uh, that's more than the population of Ohio. Uh, this is the time for us to rise up as the American people 
and demand that our president do his job. Uh, this should be a peaceful movement of the American people joined by other uh, nations if they want to come. This is the Canadian farmers, uh, truckers. This is the German farmers. This is the French farmers. This is the Dutch farmers. This is a movement well beyond the United States that people are simply tired of the overreach of their federal governments. And we're pushing back. Now is the time. All right. Now, I know there's a lot of people in the chat that have been hearing a lot of stuff from a lot of people out there with content creating abilities, podcasts and shows that it's going to be another January 6th and don't go. If you're fearful of that, then don't go. It's that simple. If you remain in fear, then don't go. It's going to be on private property. It's going to be on a ranch. It's going to be with welcomed people. There will be news organizations there. More than likely, there'll be a little bit of trouble, but not much. It's not like they're going and standing on the border and standing in between Texas National Guard and Border Patrol. So I don't know how it could be another January 6th. You're not on federal property. You're not in D.C. You're not in the nation's capital. You're not um, harming an, uh, 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 an official proceeding. You're not interfering with a profici- uh, uh, an official proceeding. How can it be another January 6th if everybody is on a private property ranch that's there? And Steer says it will not end well. Then don't go. Then don't go. It will end well. And it's exactly what we need to do. It's exactly what we need to do. And for all those content creators out there saying don't go because they're fearful of it, then don't go. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to call you an idiot for not going. I'm not going to call you an idiot for going. I'm going to say there are a few moments in our time when we have to stand up for something, even if that is just a protest on private property. You've got to stand up somewhere, and this is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for this time so that we can all make our voices heard about the border. Now, I want to give you an update on what we're doing here on LFA TV as it pertains to the border, okay? We are going there as war correspondents. That is what we consider ourselves. We are going there as official members of the media. We are going there on behalf of LFA TV and Rumble. We will have our press credentials. Here's who's going and here's our roles. I will be here in studio running the stream, being able to bring in all of our LFA TV correspondents from there so that I can actually run the stream. We decided that the people that are closest to there for money reasons and for safety reasons would be the ones that are going. Now, Ryan has other plans prior to that day, and he's going to end up there on that day. Ryan will be with Carlos and Hernando Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and they will be bringing us information and video from these child illegal migration camps. They're going to be interviewing Border Patrol. They're going to be interviewing National Guard. They're going to be getting a camera where cameras aren't wanted. That's going to be happening in the days leading up to Saturday. On Saturday, Drew Hernandez, Will Johnson, and Ryan Matta will be representing Live from America LFA TV Network and covering the move or covering the event in Texas on Saturday. Will will also be at 
in Austin, Texas on Thursday prior to his show coming on our shows from the Capitol because they're supposed to be circling the Capitol on Thursday with the convoy. We are being very, very, very smart. We are being very organized in how we do this because it's very important, like you all know, that anything could be a false flag. Anything could be another event. Anything could be another January 6th. None of us can predict the future. But all of us know that something must be done. That is where we are. All of us know that something must be done. And so this is what we decided. Now, Eli and I were gearing up and ready to go to the border ourselves. We had an internal meeting here at, the, at LFA TV. All the money you guys donated yesterday is already used and some. We've got Hernando, Ryan, Drew, Will, and Carlos, five people on the job. We've got them in Airbnb down there for days. They're going to be bringing us the truth of what's going on. Truth that even OMG isn't getting you yet. That is our mission this week. It's, we're doing it safely, we're doing it soundly, and we're being smart about it. So I pray that you guys can pray for us, pray with us, be with us, stand with us, and be here for Saturday when we bring you all of this from Eagle Pass. But be stay tuned to Live from America TV all week because all of the stuff that you're going to get all week is going to come from LFA TV first. Nobody's going to be getting the footage that we're getting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then ultimately Saturday. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people there. But it's going to be big, and it is our time. It is our time to stand up. Now, I want to play a little bit from Ben Berkwam before we bring in Pete Santilli at noon to talk with Pete about something else going on this week that for all you people that can't make it to the border. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Berkwam. This is incredible, guys. So I'm back here at the No More Deaths Camp in Aravaca, Arizona. And I uh, just want to show you what we came up on. We're up in the air looking down on the camp right now. But this is truly shocking. Never seen them this brazen with it. Check this out. They actually have the camouflage clothes of the illegal aliens hanging up in the tree. So these are the illegals that don't want to get caught. These are the so-called runners. This camp... That's partially funded by Pima County. That is operated under the Universalist Unitarian Church out of Tucson, Arizona, is aiding and abetting cartel runners directly into Arizona. Hello? Hola? There's another little camper right up on top of the hill, a little lookout camper. So they can have lookouts up there. They've got a lookout tower on the property as well so they can see if border patrols coming guys this is a straight up cartel camp that's all this is masquerading as humanitarian so the border is just a few miles over those mountains right down there it's a straight shot up from where the wall ends to this location there's multiple people in there right now i hear them speaking spanish i've uh, yelled for them to come out and talk to me but nobody's obviously coming out they've obviously been, been told not to talk because we were here uh, last time and we actually got two of them to come out and admit that they were illegal, that everybody in here is illegal. They come from the wall. They've actually cut one of these, a perfect, perfect example. Look what they've done. So here you go, private property. This is a rancher's property. This is not the no more dust property, but all of these illegals, these runners 
and the full camouflage come right through here. All of these little trails, there's a thousand little trails that lead right to this location. And you can see right here, they've pulled down the wires to make it easier. You've got their carpet shoes that they put on the bottoms of their feet so you don't see their tracks. You've got their black water bottles. So I'm an illegal alien, full camo, cartel member, drug runner, illegal that's been previously deported, criminal, potential terrorist, whatever it may be. I'm following this track. They've got coordinates. They give out. No More Desk gives out the coordinates. I come across all this private property, follow those trails, and I come here for support in my journey. And all these little trails just winding onto the property. They come up from here. They come up from there, over there all going straight onto the property. What's amazing here is there's no fences. There's no, no trespassing. So don't really know where this property begins or ends. Hello? Is there anyone from the organization? And all these trails just leading right onto it. Hello? Hola? Anyone? Anyone here? Backpacks. Ben is a courageous individual, ladies and gentlemen. He's got Running a brand new baby at home. Hello. And he's out doing this to get the truth. Anybody here? Knocking on doors. Knowing what could be inside. Hola, amigos. Yo soy el reportero. Hola. Amigos. There you go, guys. All their backpacks. These are all runners. Hola. Anyone? on the property. Camouflage clothes drying on the heater. I'm guessing they're all in this one. Nice little yurt. Same thing we saw set up down by the wall. Uh, this one has a, has a cover on it. Amigos, come on, come out. Also guessing they're in this building here. Is the dog sitting out front? Hello, anybody? Anybody here? This is the lookout tower. There's the cat. What's up, cat? Oh, here you go. Olivia's always wanted a cat in one of the videos, so. Yeah, hey kitty. Hey kitty, hey kitty. So ladies and gentlemen, to watch the rest of Ben's uh, journey, make sure you follow Ben on his social media 
make sure you follow Ben on Instagram uh, at Ben Berkwa. Make sure you go to his website, FrontlineAmerica.com. If you want to help Ben out in any way, um, you can do that. But Ben, you know, he's got brass. You know what? That's what he does. And a lot of people say, doesn't he have anybody to help him? Doesn't he have a security team? No, not usually. Not usually. Now, normally the mainstream media, the large companies, the ABCs, the CBSs, Fox News, the CNNs, they would be bringing you this kind of footage. Do you know that they never put Ben's footage on there? They never put Anthony Aguero's footage. They never put Ryan Matta's footage. They never put anybody's footage except for footage that they go get because it's selective footage. They don't want the footage of Ben Berkwam being with the um, center front group, being in an all-out gun battle in the middle of the Darien Gap on his way to try to find out why these illegals are coming here in such big numbers. They don't want that on there. They don't want the people that we encountered that said that they were raped. They don't want the rape dens on there. They don't want the lady, that the, the family that Ben and Oscar encountered in the Darien Gap, whose daughter was crying in front of the rest of the family because they were just gang raped in front of their entire family. They don't want that on there. They don't want these little migrant camps all over the place, these illegal migrant camps everywhere. They don't want that. They want selective stuff. Well, that's not what you're going to get with LFA TV. It's never what you're going to get with us. And we'll always be hated for it. That's fine. But at least we're getting the truth out there. At least we are spreading the truth enough to be able to hold people accountable someday, some way, shape, or form. Now, before we bring on our guest today, let's talk about a little bit of that account- accountability. And it's not as much as I would want because we know that there's no real threat behind it. But the House Republicans have now introduced two articles of impeachment, and rightfully so, against De- Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas for high crimes and misdemeanors. They did this Saturday. The amendment in the nature of a substitute to a H.R. 863 offered by Representative Mark Green of Tennessee outlines the grave allegations against Mayorkas, marking a significant escalation in the ongoing debate over immigration policies and border security. The articles of impeachment exhibited by the House of Representatives cite Mayorkas' willful and systematic refusal, because that's exactly what it is. It's not just a dereliction of duty, folks. It's looking the other way on purpose to comply with the law Failure to control the border to the detriment of national security, compromise of public safety, and violation of the rule of law and separation of powers in the Constitution. Now, don't you think if they impeach Mayorkas on that, then Joe Biden must be also impeached on that? Why not Hillary Hillary Clinton? Um, Why not uh, uh, the cackling jackal, Kamala Harris? Why not her? She was the border czar. Eli, if I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Joe Biden... Name her as border czar when he said, something like that, right? And she went, okay, guys, I'll take it. Article one of the impeachment, willful and systematic refusal to comply with the law. Article two, breach of public trust. You think? How about treason? Can we get that one in there? Can we get article three for treason and just Cut it off at the knees right there. We don't need all the other stuff. That's just fluff. Let's just go right to treason. Eight rhinos voted with Democrats to save Mayorkas from being fired. 13 Republicans refused to vote on the resolution. Think about that. Here are the eight Republicans that cited 
with the Democrats. Patrick McHenry of North Carolina, Tom McClintock of California, Virginia Fox of North Carolina, Daryl Issa, everybody loved him for so long, of California, Cliff Bentz of Oregon, Ken Buck of Colorado, Mike Turner of Ohio, and Jake Duarte of California. If one of those names represents you in your district, light them up, folks. Absolutely light them up. Now, um, we're going to get ready. Oh, by the way, another state um, GOP has condemned their rhino. Republican Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma has been scolded by the Oklahoma Republican Party for what the party said was his support of a deal that would be produced in the Senate to address concerns about the leaky southern border. The bipartisan deal, which is not yet final, would hand Joe Biden the authority to shut the border when it's considered to be overwhelmed. Of course, Langford, who has been the lead Republican negotiator on any Senate agreement, said he was up de- I feel very positive about this deal because it's the initial feedback has been good. Yeah, do you know what the deal does? It gives a ton of money to Ukraine and in the Israel war. That's fun. That's fun, Langford. All these rhinos, you're all being exposed one after the other. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, while we give you the truth, it's, your, it's in your best interest to take that truth and go turn it into something. It's also in all of our best interest to hear this truth every day and prepare for the worst. Now, here's the thing. I hear a lot of people talking about civil war, Eli. Civil war, civil war. Here's what you need to understand. It has nothing to do with civil war. Civil war is what the government wants. This is a revolution. It's civil war when the government wants it. It's revolutionary war when the people want it corrected. So don't get it twisted. Stop calling this a friggin' civil war because you're falling right into the trap of the federal government. That's what they want. Republican and Democrat alike. They're the uniparty. You're the enemy. It's not a civil war. If anything happens, it's a revolutionary war. And in any revolutionary war, you're going to need a series of resources and power is one of them. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have power, If revolutionary war fully breaks out and this country goes to hell in a handbasket and the world loses power, you're going to be a step above everybody else because you shopped at fourpatriots.com slash LFA before the fall. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen or not, but dang it, I'm sure you would be uh, a lot better. I I think you'd have a lot less stress in your life if you had these sitting in your closet waiting for the day because the way you power it is the sun. And guess what? They're not going to take the sun away unless Joe Biden blocks out the sun. So go to 4 slash LFA today. 4 slash LFA today. That is your landing page. That's your 10% discount. And a portion of every purchase goes to a veteran family. 4 This is not a civil war. This is a revolution. And in a revolution, you might have to fight at night. In a revolution, you might, not, you might need to see the enemy coming from a mile away at night. How do you do that? Well, you can do that with 50% off your amazing Tacrite night vision binoculars now. And you can record the entire altercation. I think we should all be at the border with these on, filming the entire night vision altercation of the people invading our southern border. But whether it's for hunting or for safety or for protecting yourself or for going on offense, go to TACRIGHT, T-A-C-R-I-G-H-T, TACRIGHTLFA.com, TACRIGHTLFA.com, and that'll take you right to the landing page, 50% off 
no shipping, no handling, 50% off, tackrightlfa.com. All right, folks, I'm going to bring on my friend and uh, fellow host of uh, a show right here on LFA TV, which you can find at three p- uh, 4 p.m. every single day, 4 p.m. Eastern time every single day here on LFA TV, and that is the Santilli Report. So I'm going to bring on my good friend uh, Pete Santilli right now. But, Pete, I don't think a lot of people know that when you and I first met, it was because you gave me my first opportunity to do an interview on a radio or on any show because of my song Build the Wall in 2015. Since 2015, you and I have been working, doing our own path to try to save the country, and it led us back to doing LFA TV together. So uh, you've obviously heard us talking uh, leading up to you coming in. You've obviously heard us talking about Texas. You've obviously heard us talking about standing up and how it needs to be a revolution and not a civil war. And you're on here to talk about a very specific thing happening this week. Let the people know, Pete. You know, uh, this week, it's an ongoing project ever since we were overthrown uh, Election Day 2020. Uh, And I'm going to come right out of the gates if anybody feels butthurt by what I'm about to say when I criticize the biggest culprits of this overthrow against us are the Republicans. They have failed and refused. It is. So, of course, they're going to keep my orcas in. Let let me tell you something. I'm here in Ohio. Uh, The Bush criminal crime family uh, facilitated. As a matter of fact, Ohio is red because uh, the Bushes uh, invented and facilitated election fraud. Um, uh, There was somebody who was scheduled to testify in Ohio to how they perpetrated election fraud here in Ohio, and he died mysteriously in a plane crash. You see, Uh, the Republicans invented election fraud um, with a, a Democrat programmer named Clinton Curtis. Uh, And Clinton Curtis blew the whistle when he invented the software program with Tom Feeney in Florida. Uh, It was the Republicans that failed and refused because they wanted to use it to overthrow elections. And he said, I'm not going to have any part of that. So Clinton Curtis went to the Democrats and said, look at what I invented, a software program that uh, rigs elections and, and deletes all the evidence. Well, what did the Democrats do? They said, wow, what did we think of that? And that's where they took over. The Republicans have refused. They've refused to correct what they've always known. The Democrats have been complaining about election fraud for 10, 20 years. This uniparty thing is, 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 has become a criminal cabal, but I'm calling for unity right now. You ready? How about if we unify behind the following? Why don't we just recognize that the biggest weapon in the weaponization of government are the people in those white buildings in Washington, D.C.? It's up to us, we the people, and that's where I'm going here. You know, there, there's a border uh, convoy going on. There's a, a, a lot of hullabaloo, and I'm not impressed with the WEF member, uh, Greg Abbott, down in Texas. I'm not either. Um, I'm not either. I'm not. I, and, and like I said, people are going to get butt hurt. I was also in 2014 down on the border. Uh, and if you don't recognize that if you're to head down on the border, I'm not discouraging anybody. But I want to hear from you. If you go to the border, you need to know that you're literally headed right towards the cartel at your front side, the DHS, FBI, and the CIA at your backside when you go to the border. And a high probability of a false flag attack, you're going to go right into their lion's den. But we don't need to do that to save our country, A. And B, I don't want to hear anybody saying, 
oh, we stand with you. God bless you. Go down there at the border and, and you sit at home. No, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? They want you to do that. They want you to sit at home and watch on the live stream all those courageous, even special operators and journalists that are going down to the border. They want you doing that. What we're going to do is we're going to throw them for a loop. Tomorrow we're launching an 18-hour, uh, it's, it's a it's a, a, a marathon. Uh, and we're calling it the Save America Marathon. And we're calling upon all Americans, whether you can get to the border or not, we need to do the unexpected and spread out and, and basically take care of business in 3,143 counties. Because, Jeremy, let me ask you a question. Uh, going down to the border, uh, will that stop the 10 million people that have already gotten into no. the interior? No, no, and that's what you and I had to talk about yesterday was, yeah. remember, we had to talk about. It's, you're, you're fighting two fronts here, right? You're fighting the open wound in which all of this is pouring in and continues to pour in. But the real fight that we would have, to, let's say we stop the border today. Let's say, Pete, we go down. Our might is enough to secure that border. Something happens. Yay, the border's secure. That's never going to happen. Not right now, but at least we're starting to. But let's say in a hypothetical world here, we stop the bleeding. We cover up the wound. Now we got a bunch of undesirable infections, I like to call them, in our body of our country. And now we need to activate the white blood cells. Now we mm -hmm. need to get all these, and, and there's far more than 10. You know that as well as I do. Let's get 30 million illegals out of this country. I don't care if they've been here overstaying visas. I don't care if they flew, they flew in on a, on a Chinese hot air balloon. I don't care if they came and rode from Costa Rica. I don't care where they came from. You're right, Pete. This is a two-front battle. This is the opened wound at the border, and this is the damage that's being done in the 3,100 counties here. And you're saying for the people that can't make it to the border, for the people that don't want to or physically can't or financially can't, you're saying step up in your own county, make it known in no, your own county. I'm saying, I'm saying I was there in 2014. 20. 15, you came up with build a wall, right? Yeah. We've been struggling with these issues been for for a decade now that they've yeah. been pouring over water. The Republicans want uh, the illegal aliens. The Democrats want the Ill Ill illegal aliens. They've been trying to destroy us. I'm saying right now that there has been a plan in place for a while now. Yeah. Okay. And it just so happens we got a perfect storm because we got a border convoy. But ladies and gentlemen, do the unexpected. Don't do what oh, Biden wants you to do to go down into their lion's den. If you want to go there, that's fine. Just know you're going into a false flag. But ladies and gentlemen, do the unexpected. Let's take charge of our 3,143 counties in the following regard. How about if we go find out where all of these illegal immigrant storage facilities are in our local communities? And then surround them with hundreds of people and say, you know what? We want to be protective of you. You're diseased, and we're going to make sure that you shelter in place until you're hearing. How about that? And find out where these facilities are. Go to Catholic Charities and ask them, why are you human trafficking? Why do we have 100,000 children missing? Why do we have all these NGOs in our local communities? Why do I need to go to the border when here in Columbus, Ohio, they have thousands and thousands of illegal immigrants in the central hub of America called Ohio <laughs> well, for human trafficking. Let me tell you why you need to go to the border still, Pete, because the border is very well, different. No, because no, the border was very different today than it is in 2014, though, right? Remember, 2014, 2014, you had your Dennis Michael Lynch's, your Pete Santilli's, and everybody was exposing the porous border and what comes over that border. You weren't experiencing an invasion. 
Now you're experiencing an in full-on invasion, 20,000 times worse than 2014. So Absolutely. that is why there is needed a presence at the invasion point. But there is just as much, if not more, I think, reason for the people in these 3,100 counties to, to expose the people that are there. Go, go and find out where they're harboring them in your county. Put it on camera. Go find these hotels that to tick over. Put it on camera. Go to where these NGOs are set up, Red Cross, Catholic Church. Put them on camera. Go hold these people accountable and say, you want to see how bad it is? This is how bad it is. Look at my right. tiny little town of 500 that is now taken over by illegals. That's, and Jared, that's it. And I want to overemphasize the point. Those that can get to the border, that's great. It just know what you're going up against. That's when right. you go, that's right. Players, that's right. But I'm going to what? And they, they exploit this opportunity. Like January 6th, not everybody can afford to go to Washington, D.C. That's right. So what do we, what we should have done on January 6th is have people go to D.C. and spread out in 3,143 counties as well. I agree. Right? I agree. And what I think we need to do right now is if you can't get to the border, guess what? You can do something at home in your county. Let's take ownership of our counties because they're already distributed into the interior. Yeah. Um, already in our communities. You're right. And let's start. Let's go one step further as well. Uh, there is probable cause, plenty of it, that criminal, uh, that, that, that some of our elected officials have perpetrated crimes within our jurisdictions. They've got people that they've been killing with remdesivir at the local hospital. Right. You've got politicians that have, through criminal negligence, allowed uh, these illegal aliens to come running into and allowed them to come into our states. Let's bring before a citizen's grand jury, which is legal, by the yeah, way. We, that, we talked about that on January 6th, by the way. That was a big, yeah. that was a big conversation, if you remember, around January That's 6th. Never really right. happened. It didn't, but it is legal. It they're is. in five states, not a conspiracy theory. We can form grand juries if there's probable cause that our elected officials have deprived us of our rights or have been criminally negligent. There's plenty of evidence of that. Let's bring it before a grand jury, before the appropriate authority. Let's start bringing indictments. Let's not expect these people in D.C. to do anything different than they've, they've been doing. Destroying our country. No, right? I agree. I agree. So we've got this. So here's. So we've got this 18-hour marathon coming up that you and so many people are a part of, right? And it's actually going right. to be airing here tomorrow on Live from America from one until five. We're going to be airing four hours of Pete's and so many other people's 18-hour marathon to help get people engaged here. And by the way, Pete, it should be called an 18-hour marathon. See that? You put mm -hmm. the two words together. A marathon. That's what you do. All right? So Eli thinks I don't know words. Okay, so we're going to have an 18-hour a marathon. And in this 18 hours, you're going to do four hours of it straight tomorrow on Live from America TV. And you're going to help people and, 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 and bring people in, different hosts every hour, talking about oh. how we do this in each country or county. In each county, it's going to be it's going to be educational. It's going to be inspirational, and everybody uh, that is watching on with what's going on at the border, you need to know. You got to get in where you fit in. That's right. And you need to know, what do I do in my county? How can I help? How can I participate? We should ideally have not just thousands of people down at the border. We should have tens of millions of people actively involved and in taking our country back all the way State down to the county. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. We're how do I set up a grand jury? How do I work with my sheriff? How do I go after my school board? How do I peacefully, but very assertively and decisively, take back ownership of my counties? Pete, there's an old uh, survivalist book, an old prepper book, and it's titled, The More You Know, The Less You Need. 
right? That's exactly right. We Americans, we don't know a lot about our political system. And, and, uh, and for good reason. They didn't teach it to us. We don't know yeah. what resources we have at our disposal. We don't understand what we can do as an individual, freedom-loving, God-fearing, national, uh, I mean, uh, um, a constitutional republic that we live in. We don't know our individual rights like we should. And Pete, you're right. In a lot of cases, it's just about knowing what you have to do, knowing who you have to call, knowing what, I mean, you've been in this, you've been, you were fighting the Bundy rant stuff, Pete. A lot of people don't know that. You were at the center of that, not even being afraid about going to jail, fighting for this country. And here you are again, and you're trying to educate people. I think this is great. Um, you got about another couple minutes here. Let's talk about tomorrow's marathon and what it's going on on your page and what you're doing as well. The government, the education system will never teach us about all the tools we have available to us that we can peacefully take our system back. Our founders uh, were prophetic in establishing what kind of tools we needed just in case tyranny comes upon us. That's right. And we peacefully exercise all of our rights and not one shall, we could do a candlelight vigil just as long as we educate everybody what tools we have available to us. And that's what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, we, I, ideally, this is what I'd like to have. Join us for this marathon. And I, I, if you stay tuned to it and you share this thing, we could conceivably have within a two week period. I'm not waiting for November. I want Joe Biden and the entire administration to evacuate from D.C. Leave. Just get out because you're going to be under criminal indictment eventually by a grand jury in your respective jurisdictions. You might as well leave now because we're not going to wait for November. They should leave voluntarily or to be held accountable. Why would we wait until November and tell them we're going to come get you in November? Why would you tell the adversary you're going to bomb them in November? What are they going to do between now and then? We're going to act tomorrow. That's right. And they to go because they're criminals we're not and we can do this peacefully so tomorrow um from one to five we're not gonna have so tomorrow uh ryan matta uh kevin smith uh alan jacoby their shows will not be on tomorrow to make room for this four hour of this 18 hour a marathon that we're going to be actually putting on right here at LFA. So for the LFA audience for that four hours with Pete and others going right up into Pete's show uh, and then going right up into Sean's show, you're going to be able to get educated maybe on your city, maybe on your state, uh, maybe in your county. But it is going to be something that you should tune into because it is time. Pete is right. It is time for we, America, to do this. And, Pete, I'm going to be playing a video. Stay, stay watching the show if you can. I know you work a lot. Or at least keep it on in the background because in the next half an hour or so, I'm showing a video of Hillary Clinton saying that the Supreme Court is geared up to basically change the 2024 election to leave it up to the, to the legislators to decide in the end. Kind of what Trump was saying in this whole thing, this 2020. And she says already the Republicans are gearing up to take the election in 2024 because they're not going to let us win. And they're going to allow the Supreme Court's going to make a decision that allows the states to actually make the decision like kind of we wanted it to kick back to us from Mike Pence. So they're already gearing up, like you said, Pete, to evacuate. Let's make them evacuate a hell of a lot quicker. And join in, oh, yeah. join into this a marathon tomorrow and further on with Pete on his own channel. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Santilli, you can watch him today, three, uh, 4 p.m., right here, Eastern Standard Time on LFA TV. Pete, you got the last word. Let people know where they can find you outside of that. Today on LF, LFA TV, I should have information. We nailed an airline caught. This came from a retired 
colonel, all right, who told me that we nailed an airline caught in human trafficking, facilitating human trafficking. We're going to be covering that wow. today. Be sure to tune in here on LFA exclusively between four and five. Wow. And you're going to get more information about what we're doing tomorrow. So Pete, thank you, uh, Jeremy, for helping. Hey, uh, spread Pete, thank you for giving me an opportunity in 2015 to get me started on this path. Here we are Look all it. these years later. So intense, I broke the handle on my grenade bug. You need to calm down. Take a number, right? Just pull the pin. There you go. You've been listening to that song, Maga Like a Mofo, too much, I think, Pete. Yeah, baby. I, I think the it wolf. is. All right, God bless you, my friend. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for all your fighting. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the great Pete Santilli, the Santilli Report, you can watch right here on LFA TV. Got exclusive news coming from 4 to 5 today. You are not going to want to miss it. And you're also not going to want to miss, Eli, this next segment we come, have coming up. Because guess who we have coming up next, Eli? Some people did some things. Oh, she said something crazy. But before we get there, let's go to our sponsor, Field of Greens. Ladies and gentlemen, you see us drinking it here every single day. We hold no punches when it comes to Field of Greens. Like Mike Crispy says, you get this daily dosage of fruits and vegetables inside your body, then you become a lean, green, globalist fighting machine. But folks, here, what it really is, it's real simple. It's not a pitch. Everything that you see in here, six doses, six, uh, six doses of vegetables, six doses of uh, fruits, and a bottle of water. And I'm getting everything that my body needs when, as, it comes to, uh, as it comes from vegetables and fruits. I'm getting it all right here. I don't even have to go cook anything. It's all right here. And I know darn well that none of you have gotten your daily dose of fruits and vegetables your entire life. Well, you can get it for the rest of your life by going to fieldofgreens.com and by putting in promo code LFA, getting 15% off your first order, hopefully 15% off every order very soon. But go to fieldofgreens.com, get this pure organic superfood. Like I said, this should have a cape on it flying around the studio because it's that super. Shop fieldofgreens.com today, folks. Fieldofgreens.com. Promo code LFA today. Also, I showed it to you last week. Physical gold and silver. You feel different when you hold physical gold and silver, don't you, Eli? You held it for the first time? Felt weird, didn't it? Didn't it almost feel fake? We got to get Eli some silver and gold. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you can get your silver and gold. You can turn your 401k or your retirement IRA into an, a precious metals retirement today. I saw some people's 401ks are bouncing back a little bit. That's good news. Will it bounce back as much as it needs to, as fast as it needs to? If it isn't, and it's something that you've been maybe mulling over, then go to goldcode.com live. They do have the highest buyback guarantee. So when you get ready to liquidate that stuff and get cash back, you know that Trump cash, when Trump gets back in office, they will buy it back at the highest buyback guarantee goldcode.com slash live goldcode.com slash live request a free kit today guys or call 855-450-1394 today some people did some things eli right well eli who do you think as a as a representative of the united states in the house of representatives just by the job title alone who are you representing eli when you go and you win an election in the House of Representatives. Who are you representing? The people. The people of who? America. So you're representing Americans? Yeah. Not Ilhan Omar. No, no, no. Ilhan Omar says that she represents as a 
representative of her district in Minnesota, the people of Somalia. She represents Somalians, Eli. Just to kind of give you guys a, you know, a little insight on who these crooked people actually care for and work for. Roll it. <laughs> Gross. Ooh, oh, Hold on. Hold on. The U.S. Congress is where people like myself and your daughters will have representation for Somalia. There she goes right there, folks. That's a terrorist. That's a terrorist. Let me go back and read her exact mumble jumbo. We live in the United States. Pay taxes in the United States. And we have a real voice. The U.S. is a country where one of your daughters, myself, is in Congress to represent your interest, she says to the Somali audience. For as long as I am in the United States Congress, some people did some things, Somalia, Eli, will never be in danger and its waters will never be stolen by Ethiopia. Wow. I can't wait to hear what the LFA audience has to say about some people did some things. Diaper head. Durka Durka, somebody said. Why is she laughing like Kamala? That is treason. Treason it is. She is a terrorist and a wacko. She needs to be removed and held for treason. Execution for her. One more time, I have Catholic charities by me. I will just need proof. Jeremy. You need proof that the Catholic Church is the is a is a NGO of the invasion. They proudly say they are. And all you have to do is go and look at any of these websites that Ben Berkwam shows, and the Catholic Church is one of the logos on there. So I mean they say it themselves if that's what you're asking. I'm just saying. Ship her back via C one thirty without parachute. Hmm, Reacher style, right? Jack Reacher style. English is spoken in America. Terrorist. Shut up, bug. She does look like a bug's life, Eli, right? She looks like she could have been uh, starring on a bug's life. Anyway, folks, we have 6,400 people watching. What a big audience today. I want to say thank each and every one of you. Please share this video if you have not. If you have and you kindly want to share it again, that is your prerogative, but it does help us get in front of some fresh eyes. And make sure, folks, that you definitely sign into Rumble and rumble this video. Now, somebody who's equally as annoying, Eli, as some people did something, 
but maybe not as treasonous as Nikki Haley. Now, she does have a weird name like Ilhan Omar, Nimarata Randawa. They sound very similar, very different parts of the world. However, if you call, who's more dangerous, Eli? Some people did something, Ilhan Omar, or Nikki Haley, who could be the president of the United States who wants endless wars with everybody on earth. Who's more dangerous? I mean, that's a good question to ask. Now, Nikki Haley, Lindsey Graham, and the rest of the rhino right-wing warmongers are calling for war for everyone after a drone strike attack on Americans. Listen to Nikki Haley. Calling for war. Always war. Always got to have war, Eli. What would that mean in practice? When you say Biden, you say Biden didn't do something, what was that something that he should have the been doing? The very first strike that hit, you punch and you punch back hard. What they should be doing is going after every ounce of production of those missiles. Wherever those missiles are, you take that out. You does, keep doing, you take out the training sites. You go and you... But does that risk escalating a war? Does decisions. that mean striking Iran directly? It means striking the resources that are allowing them to hurt our troops. That's what you're doing. It's not they're going after the... the they're backed by Iran. Iran absolutely. says that they're not declaring the shots, but Iran's training them. They're providing intelligence. They're providing weapons. And this goes there back. will be no Hamas without Iran, Hezbollah without Iran, or Houthis without Iran. But yes, striking you're going, Iran is a really big escalation. You go after wherever those missiles are, the production, wherever it is in Iraq and Syria, you take that out. Wherever it is in Lebanon that they're doing that, you take that out. You go after the leaders making the decisions. It's not after Iran, the country. It's after the people who are making these decisions. When Soleimani was was assassinated. By Trump. It sent a chill up their spine. They literally, it took their breath out. You have to be strategic. It's not starting war. It's actually preventing war. All right, now I want to talk about this a little bit. She's not entirely wrong. She is right. When somebody punches, you punch them back harder. That's Donald Trump's MO. His MO is all about counterpunching. I 100% agree with that. If, if Iran is behind something, you go and you, this is where she gets it wrong. This is where she doesn't understand counterpunching. And this is why she's a spokesman, spokeswoman for a never-ending uh, military-industrial neocon war. Uh, always. It's because of this. She would go and she would strike the weapons facilities and the people that are in charge of those weapons facilities and then let it lead to attacking Iran. And once she let those attacks lead to attacking Iran, in the meantime, while she's doing those little tiny attacks on these little places where they're manufacturing these bombs and trafficking these weapons, in the meantime, Iran is going to mobilize heavy against America's allies. And then what you're going to have is a bunch of sporadic fighting which leads to, honest to God, nuclear world war. But that's what they want. If you do it the Trump way, you don't piddle piss around with all these stupid little tiny things. If you're going to go at Iran, you go at Iran. And you wipe out their nuclear facilities. And you wipe out their leadership. And you destroy their infrastructure. And you wipe Iran off the face of the map so that there isn't ongoing little wars everywhere. You make a statement in the sand. You put your foot down and you say, now, now that you've got our attention and we've clearly got your attention, who wants to say something now? That's what you do. That's how you counterpunch, Nikki. You don't counterpunch like some pissant pussy who sits there and goes, I'm going to hit this little target, then I'm going to hit that little target, this little target, that little target, till we go wee, wee, wee all the way home. No. 
So that's the difference. So when somebody says, well, Trump says he's a counterpuncher. Trump says he will do it. Yeah, he will. And he'll do it the correct and right way. Lindsey Graham, once again, showing his love for war, calling for the United States to hit Iran now and hit him hard. Okay, Lindsey, let's see what you're talking about today, flimsy Lindsey. Are we talking about hitting Iran's nuclear facilities? Are we talking about hitting their infrastructure and wiping them off the face of the map? And if you are, you better be ready to fight others as well. Trump would have because he would have had a powerful military. We do that now with a pussified military. We're going to lose and we're going to lose quick. So, yeah, I agree with counterpunching, but not with this military full of eyelash wearing purple haired freaks that run around saying, don't shoot me. I'm gay. Senator Lindsey Graham, the Biden administration can take out all the Iranian proxies they like, but it will not deter Iranian aggression. I'm calling on the Biden administration to strike targets of significance inside Iran, not only as a reprisal for the killing of forces, but as a deterrent against blah, blah, blah. I'm sending my condolences to the families of the fallen heroes in Jordan. So am I. So am I. But if you attack Iran today, Lindsey Graham, at at our weakest, not only are we going to lose that war, but we're going to lose all of their allies, and it's going to be an absolute catastrophic event while we're trying to fight our own federal government inside our own country because of the border invasion or the border invasion that they, the Catholic Church, the Red Cross, and the globalists are administering on our southern border. So we are at our weakest point, and you want to go to war with Iran? No. No, 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 no. The only person that I would trust to go to war with somebody that big And the fallout of that is Donald J. Trump. Not all of you. You guys are weak and you're going to destroy our country from the outside and from the inside. From the outside and from the inside. Now, Nikki Haley, speaking of her warmongering rhino butt, the RNC says Nikki Haley has no path to victory. So the RNC wanted to make Donald Trump their presumptive nominee. Donald Trump very smartly turned that down. Okay? Very, very, very intelligently said... I don't want to do that. I'm going to do it the old-fashioned way. I'm going to roll up my sleeves, and I'm going to get busy. Nikki Haley has some choice words to say about the RNC, saying that they're not the absolute end-all, be-all. Well, you're running for the Republican nomination, Nikki, so yeah, kind of their bird brain. Do you think just going back to the RNC, calling for the party to unify around Trump, which happened, by the way, during the New Hampshire primary before the polls had even Close. Do you think the RNC has been an honest broker in this case? I mean, clearly not. If you're going to go and and basically tell the American people that you're going to go and decide who the nominee is after only two states have voted, I mean, 48 states out there, this is a democracy. The American people want to have their say in who is going to be their nominee. We need to give them that. I mean, you can't do that based on just two states. And not only that, it's 1,215 delegates to reach the nomination. Donald Trump has 32. I have 17. So let's let this play out. Let's do what we need to. I mean, we saw South Carolinians. We had 1,500 people last night in Greenville County. And I think that Americans want to be able to make this decision themselves. I don't think this is the place of the RNC to do it. I think that uh, Trump overstepped when he pushed them to do it. And I think that's why he's had to back down. And that was the right thing to do was to back down. And and just do, do you have actual knowledge and awareness that he pushed the RNC to do that and then pulled back? 
I mean, we know exactly the people that pushed it are his people. And I know that during the debates, I mean, he was pushing Ronna McDaniel to stop the debates. He was calling her every other day. He's been pushing them um, to pay for his lawsuits and all of these other things. But at the end of the day, this is not about the RNC. This is about the American people. This is not about a, you know, a political party deciding who they want to be the nominee. You know, when I ran for governor, there were five candidates. I was far from the nominee. I was the the one I, you know, I ran against a lieutenant governor, an attorney general, a congressman, and a state senator. They did the same thing to me then. I won then. I'm going to win now. You're going to win now? Are you absolutely out of your mind? Are you absolutely high? You're going to win now? Eli, cocaine must be a hell of a drug if Nikki Haley thinks she's going to win now. You know what I mean? Must be a hell of a drug. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh, yeah, it must be. <laughs> it must be. And she must be on it. She's going to win now? By the way, let me just break this down for you. Okay. If Nikki Haley says that Donald Trump is the one that called for them to make him the presumptive nominee and then back down, first of all, if he did do that, which he didn't, but if he did, wouldn't that go to show you? Wouldn't that go to show that Donald Trump has clear authority over the RNC and that you have zero path to victory? Zero? Zero! If you're saying that Donald Trump has that much power over the RNC, then you definitely can't win. That's what you're saying. So you're, so you're being hypocritical and, and kind of be, you're doing an oxymoron in the, same, in the same sentence. You're saying one thing and then saying the complete opposite. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, Donald Trump said this and then they did this and he made them do this and they did that because he said they would do it. Well, then you clearly can't win if he's got that much power over the RNC. But the reason why he backed down wasn't backing down. It was saying, no, I'm all good. I'm going to do it the old-fashioned way. If he really wanted it, he would have taken it. Now, speaking of the RNC, folks, you did it. You bankrupted them. The RNC is so bankrupt that they have to go and get a line of credit to help pay the bills this election year. So why would Donald Trump be asking the RNC to pay his legal bills, Nimarada Rendawa, when the RNC is so strapped for cash that they're going to have to go out and get a line of credit this year to pay their bills? Don't believe me? Just watch. The RNC is looking at opening a line of credit to help pay the bills and compensate for the dismal recent fundraising levels. Ronna McDaniel and the RNC will discuss the unusual option this week of going and opening up a line of credit in order to pay their bills. They used to be flushed with cash. Remember? 2016, 2018, 2020? Flushed with cash. I wonder what happened. Hmm. We stopped donating to the RNC. That's number one. We started donating directly to Donald Trump. That is number two. And number three, the RNC is so mismanaged by its chairwoman, Ronna Romney McDaniel, paying for luxurious trips, Botox and facelifts, and luxurious items and clothes that they don't have any money left. I wonder where it all went. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? The RNC's plans to open up a line of credit to compensate for a shortfall from their projected fundraising levels, according to the Washington Times. The RNC will take up the issue at their winter meeting that starts tomorrow in Las Vegas. Their money problems, both with big dollar and small dollar contributions, have been a concern since officials announced a $15 million shortfall last summer. Maybe Kevin McCarthy shouldn't have used that money to pay to get Madison Cawthorn out of office. Maybe, just maybe, the RNC with Ronald McDaniel and Kevin McCarthy shouldn't have used their coffers to go and go against MAGA appoint, uh, MAGA candidates to make it look like Donald Trump's 
candidates were not electable anymore. Start to see the game now. They're going to ask the members to take a vote on opening up a line of credit tomorrow for the RNC, which would allow the RNC to borrow money to pay its bills. A party official to the RNC chairwoman, or close to the RNC chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel, said that the new line of credit is not unusual. It is in a Trump era. And that an authorization for more credit is done every year. But you don't need it. In case that money is needed, and whether they use it or not, according to the outlet. Well, it wasn't needed when you were clear and precise on who the leader of your party was, who you're bending the knee to now, who you're begging to, to, to take the presumptive nominee title so that they could start making money again. So now you start to see it, folks, right? Let me bring this full circle for you. Ready? Here we go. Told you we couldn't get to 7,000, Eli. Let me bring this full circle for you. The reason why the RNC wanted to make Donald Trump their presumptive nominee was because they seen the writing on the wall weeks ago and they know that they didn't have any money. They knew they were going to have to open up a line of credit. And they were hoping, hoping that just maybe if they made Donald Trump their presumptive nominee now, then the money would start flowing into the RNC because it would look like the RNC was working with Donald Trump again, which they are absolutely not. They're doing this out of a sign of desperation. They're saying coalesce behind Donald Trump out of a sign of desperation because they're absolutely flat broke. You see, ladies and gentlemen, we do make a difference. We make a big difference. Now, moving on from that, speaking of the elections, remember last week when I told you that two-thirds of the controls of our election system and our process were not in play in most states, that only a third from that one report in that one state said only a third of the two-thirds of election controls of the process are needed to make sure that you have a free, fair, and secure and balanced election. Well, folks, other states started to put themselves through that rigorous report as well. And get this, a proposed bill in Florida in the legislature will address hundreds of missing controls in the Florida state election process now. In Florida and across the nation, nearly two-thirds of all controls in the election process are missing. I reported on that for you two weeks ago. Three bills proposed by the Florida State Legislature are expected to address the bulk of the state's missing controls. Last week, uh, a report was released showing that nearly, oh, so I guess it was a week ago. It wasn't nearly two weeks ago. I guess it was last Monday. Showing two-thirds of the uh, election process controls were missing. And now Florida is going to address those. You know, ever since Ron DeSantis has got off the campaign trail, Eli, and gone back home to Florida, it seems like he's actually doing a lot more for the country as the governor of Florida than he was campaigning to be president. We need the Florida governor. We needed the governor of Florida down there making big, big, big statements and doing big, big, big things. We didn't need him running around like a bobblehead in high heels campaigning for president. These booths are made for walking, guys. And that's just what they'll do. And one of these days, my wife will walk all over you. No, we need you back in Florida. And since he's been back in Florida, things have been happening. So it's good that we've got that news out of Florida. We'll keep you updated on that. Hopefully, Eli, they address the high insurance costs in Florida. That would be nice. That would be nice. Now, you guys that watch LFA TV know that there's nobody that has been on top of this FEMA camp stuff as much as we have. Now, you haven't gotten more than two or three times of our visits there. That's because we're being very, very careful about this. 
You can't just go and start a war with FEMA because of what they're doing without knowing exactly what they're doing so that you know exactly how to approach it. All I know is I started seeing FEMA camps pop up where FEMA camps should not be popping up, like on the side of interstates, Eli. Now, you got to remember, interstates are federal. Now, they might be on state property, but the feds run the interstates. And I only know this because the state of Vermont was the last state to go to drinking age of 21. Do you know why, Eli? Because the state said, the Fed said, okay, well, we're not going to run the interstate through your state, and we're not going to give you any uh, federal funds unless you'd lower that drinking age to 18 from 21. So we know that the feds have a lot of jurisdiction over interstates. So that's why they started putting these FEMA camps on the side of interstates. That started to be really weird, but we put two and two together. We also found out that the FEMA camp that I exposed is within, Eli, the mileage from the coast of the United States that the federal government can occupy and take over imminent domain for any reason that they need necessary. That FEMA camp that we exposed falls within that by about five miles. Isn't that something, Eli? How coincidental. How coincidental. So then... We see this, and this is very important, and for all those people that left the stream, I'll bet they wish they didn't leave. Let me play about three minutes of this video for you and let you know why we're so heavily focusing on the FEMA camps. That shows how the U.S. would be divided in the event of an emergency, if we can pull that out there. There it is. So this is how the U.S. will be divided into districts. You see 10 of them there. Uh, this is according to the National uh, Emergency Center establishment. Can you um, can you describe what this map is? What exactly does that mean? I mean, it doesn't really make sense in terms of states as we know them. What is this classification system? Sure. What are the purposes? It, it doesn't look like the map that you and I saw in elementary school. Not um, at all. Effectively, the U.S. has been cordoned off into these different districts. And so these new uh, emergency centers will be spread out throughout the United States um, in, in most of these eventually. And it gives uh, FEMA and the Department of Homeland Security uh, jurisdiction over what goes on in these, uh, in these places during a time of emergency. Okay, I wanna go into what, because this act does make some some specific examples, some exclusions, uh, set some limitations, I should say. So the National Emergency Center Establishment Act, what it does not do, it does not authorize any federal Listen officer to or Very employee important. to force an individual to enter a national emergency center or prevent an individual from leaving a national emergency center. So, Bob, it looks to me like there are some safeguards there. If you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> well, I'd like to think so. And this was actually one of the other things that was changed in this Listen new version this of the bill. They added this. Um, but if you read what they're saying, you know, federal officer, federal employee, that doesn't cover members of the military. And since these are going to be installed in decommissioned and existing military bases, you're going to have people from the military there. So I would think they will have people, namely in the military, who would be able to force people to stay there or prevent them from leaving if that is their, uh, their, what they want to do. Now, for civil liberty advocates like yourself and, and others like you that are worried that this could be a precursor to government overreach, um, what would satisfy your 
what what would make you more comfortable with this piece of legislation i guess do you think that the language in it should be clarify that there's that it's not so vague so that it could be interpreted and abused ideally it would be withdrawn but if i were to if i were forced to live with it i would want the restrictions on uh, keeping keeping people in there to extend to the military and in fact to anybody um, not let the states or even local governments have that um, ability okay Bob, so we're talking about emergencies, we're talking about disasters, we're talking about chaotic situations where some order hopefully will, well, the goal there is to be established. And, you know, some are going to say desperate times call for desperate measures. So doesn't that ring true for natural disasters and mm -hmm. cases like that? What, what do desperate people in the government do in those situations? Um, like I said, I think it's a slippery slope, and we don't really need people in power with these vast sweeping powers to begin with. Um, unfortunately, there's moral hazard involved here, too, where people really don't take care of themselves anymore, plan for these emergencies. And that's what we do here on LFA TV. We plan for these emergencies. Folks, somebody else just said it in the chat, too. Same thing they did at the FEMA camp where, up where I am. They put fences up so you can't see in. They're gearing for something. Folks, that looks like Hunger Games. I live in FEMA camp number one. What FEMA region do you live in? I live in FEMA region number one. And the way they've got it worded there is no federal officer or official. That doesn't mean anybody in the military. The military is who the federal government would use to enforce this. You're starting to wake up now, folks. So you see the invasion. You see the FEMA camp rise. You see what they're trying to do. You see how they're trying to false flag everybody. We still can't be afraid. We've still got to stand up. We've still got to expose the truth we still got to report on the truth even if that kills us to do so i will make that a short clip of this show for everybody now when i was talking to pete folks there's a reason why the democrats are scared when i was talking to pete i, I was telling you guys about hillary clinton how she is saying that the federal government i mean the supreme court is gearing up to give the state legislature the ability to decide who the president, who that state's winner is going to be. And the fact that we have more Republican states than Democrat states, she has a, a legitimate fear. What is that fear? Listen to Hillary Rodham Clinton's fear of 2024. Right wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. But there's also good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. Indivisible has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're ready to defend democracy in 2024. Crush the Coup. They've put together a <laughs> list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Will you support Crush the Coup by donating to indivisible and state legislature candidates? Each of these races is highly competitive and your dollars could very well decide the winners. And 
the winner right wing so hillary clinton is starting a project called crush the coup which you can donate to huh i've heard that one before hillary clinton crush the coup oh we're gonna crush the something but it isn't gonna be the coup it might sound like that the, the first letter of what we're gonna crush might sound like a c- c- but it isn't gonna be coup eli what do you think of hillary clinton saying that she's afraid that states are going to determine who the winner of the election is. And by the way, Eli, there will always be more Republican states than Democrat states. That's why they're trying to do the invasion, to turn them blue. They know that if this is the case, if the Supreme Court rules on this, we'll have Republican presidents for the rest of eternity. What do you think about that? I assume day one dictator is going to crush the coup. <laughs> oh, we're going to have a day one dictator, all right, and we're going to crush the coup. We're just going to crush the, the, uh, the right coup. We're going to crush the right coup. Now, Donald J. Trump said that Biden is not going to get away with all these crimes. And then says in that same speech, Eli, we're coming. So isn't it weird that Donald J. Trump is saying stuff like, you won't get away with this, MAGA's coming, we're coming. We've been saying that for quite some time, we're coming. I think it might, have, that might be ringing true. Let's hear what Donald Trump has to say. Good Joe will not get away with these crimes. He will be tried at the ballot box in November, and you will go back to having the strongest border, even stronger than I gave you, but we'll take that too. We'll take anything when you look at what's happened to our country. And with your vote, he will be judged and convicted by the American people of this atrocity that he's done. Nobody can believe what's happened under the crooked Joe. You hear that, Eli? With your vote, he will be judged and convicted by the American people. That's Donald Trump telling you, I'm putting that SOB in prison. If he's alive, he's going to prison. If he's dead, his family's going to prison and the people that were around him. When Donald Trump says, a vote for me is, um, what's, what is, what's the exact way he put it again? Is, is, is going to convict Joe Biden? That means we're coming, folks. That's the kind of rhetoric that I want to hear from Donald J. Trump. Now, apparently, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and Hillary Clinton are so afraid. Apparently, they're so afraid of what's happening that they are doing an all-hands-on-deck effort, planning an event, Eli, where they're going to bring crusty Obama out, crusty uh, Bill and Hillary, and they're going to do an event together to help boost Joe Biden in the polls, I guess. I don't know, because the weird thing about it is, is the reason we have Donald Trump is because of Barack Obama. Barack Obama became so unpopular at the end, that's why we got Donald Trump. So I don't know what all hands on deck is going to do. But let's see. The Biden administration is reportedly working with President Barack Obama and Bill Clinton for a fundraising event this spring. The campaign team hopes that the first-of-its-kind event will energize voters who are currently not enthusiastic to vote for Joe Biden. Eli, you want to know what? I'll bet you a billion dollars. I don't even have a billion dollars. I'll bet you a billion Stanley Nichols and Shrewd Bucks, Eli, that Michelle Obama will be the highlight of that event for a very specific reason, to put her on front stage, stage to highlight her. You want to bet a Stanley, uh, a Stanley Buck or a Shrewd Buck on that one? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. One Shrewd Buck? Buck. <laughs> Eli, what's the equivalent of Stanley Nichols to Shrewd Bucks? Uh, same as unicorns to leprechauns, I think. Same to Lou unicorns to leprechauns. I have a very 
Yeah, exactly. Eli, you're going to get a bunch of losers together to see if they can rally a bunch of losers about losing. I'm a loser. I'm a loser, baby. I'm a loser. So why don't you kill me? <laughs> and I'm not what I appear to Let's be. go ahead and give the dumb, dumb award of the day to all three of those idiots. And let's give the Smarty Award to Donald Trump because you know he's going to come back and do exactly what he says he's going to do, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump, you get... Now that's a real bobblehead. That's a real bobblehead right there. That's a real, that's a real bobblehead right there. He gets the Smarty Award of the day. You watch. You watch. Mark my words. Michelle Obama, she, they will make, a, they'll make a, like a tour out of it, Eli. They'll do one event. And they'll say that Michelle Obama rocked the crowd so much with her Adam's apple and her, and her swinging thing that the crowd wants more. And they will go and they will campaign with her as, for, quote, Joe Biden as Michelle Obama as the front lead. And then when Joe Biden can no longer stand to watch my son go through all the hoobah with the brew and the beer, then they'll pull him off the campaign trail and put on Michelle Ob- Michael Obama, right? Eli, Joe Biden called... President Trump, the sitting president this weekend. He's not wrong, but he called Joe Biden. Guys, does anybody else notice this, by the way? His incoherent words are outnumbering his coherent words now. Like his coherent words used to outnumber his incoherent words. So he'd say, I used to, I used to go there and the, and the kids used to rub the hair up and down and down my leg. And I used to start with the kids, kids. So he'd be mostly coherent. But now he's mostly incoherent. The most, the majority of his words are, and then you can make out a few words here and there, try to you know decipher what he's saying. This weekend he said that tre- President Trump was the sitting president. That American consumers are facing real confidence in their economy we're building. Let me tell you who else is noticing that: Donald Trump. <laughs> Did you see what he recently said about? The West, the, the, he wants to see the economy crash this year. A sitting president. As they say in my face, bless me, Father. A sitting president. I'm my flesh, sissy, Father, for I sinned. Hey, you are right about that. He is a sitting president. Matter of fact, Eli, he's such a sitting president. And not that anybody really cares about what this guy has to say. But that gin and juice drinking, weed smoking, old skinny lady, Snoop Doggy Dog, Snoop Doggy Dog, has now changed his stance on Donald J. Trump. Ain't that something? Guess he doesn't want to leave the country, Eli. He's now changed his stance on Donald J. Trump. Guess who else did this weekend? The Rock. You know, The Rock endorsed Kamala Harris, Eli, and Joe Biden for 2020. And now The Rock himself is there. Donald Trump, yeah, he's loved by the people. He's, he, he's, every time he walks into the UFC, he's just, you see the standing ovation he gets? And now Snoop Doggy Dog, not that anybody cares, is reversing his stance on Donald Trump and expressing nothing but love and respect for the former president. He said this, Donald Trump, he ain't done nothing wrong to me. He has only done only great things for me, the rapper said in a shocking revelation. The change of heart stems from him, in part from Trump's decision to pardon Michael Harry O'Harris, a co-founder of Death Row Records, which was Snoop's first label. 
So I have nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump, said Snoop Doggy Dog. Listen, you, you listen, you hoes. It's a Snoop Doggy Dog hour. That's right. I'm here with my big old blunt, and I'm here with my ladies. And we're here to tell you we love Donald Trump. Of course you do. So does Nicki Minaj. I wonder when Eminem is going to come around on the Trump train. Eli, you were just thinking that, weren't you? I was just about to say that. He'll be next. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. That's what he'll do, Eli. He'll come out. He'll remake his song to try to get some clout again. Right? And he'll come out. He'll come out with Trump is back. Tell a friend. Trump is back. Trump is back. Trump is back. I created a monster. Nobody wants to see Biden no more. They want... Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, remember we here at LFA TV said that it was cool. We, we love Trump before it was cool to love Trump. Everybody else, they're just, uh, they're just trying to get some clout. Anyway, that's going to do it for Live from America today, folks. We got Kevin Smith and Loud Majority coming up next. I thank you, all of you who stayed around this long to watch LFA TV and Live from America. I really appreciate you. Hopefully you guys can stick around next. But until then, if you want to go to JeremyHarrell.com, JeremyHarrell.com. Right up here, you see on the tabs, you got your donut. I mean, your donate tab. You got your LFA TV store. You got music, American Strong Companies, and much, much more. You can check out new rapture-ready designs, new Trump gear. And yes, we are going to make a new shirt, Eli. I am MAGA. Deal with it. Check it out, LFATV.us as well. Folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But Eli, there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Keep your families close, keep a smile on your face, and whatever you do, make sure that you never stop spreading that gospel. You guys want a better shrewd puck on if I can hit the screen with that paper or not? Anyway, God bless you guys, I love you. Peace! That Stop screaming that we first in America.